The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, offer no resistance to one who is evil. When someone strikes you on your right cheek, turn the other one as well. If anyone wants to go to law with you over your tunic, hand over your cloak as well. Should anyone press you into service for one mile, go for two miles. Give to the one who asks of you, and do not turn your back on one who wants to borrow. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy, but I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your heavenly Father, for he makes his sun rise on the bad and the good and causes the rain to fall on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what recompense will you have? Do not the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brothers only, what is unusual about that? Do not the pagans do the same? So be perfect, just as your heavenly Father is perfect. The Gospel of the Lord. Holiness is something toward which we all aspire, but oftentimes we don't really know what it is or means. If I were to take a survey and ask you to give me your working definition of holiness, I'm sure we'd come back with various answers. Holiness is serving the poor. Holiness is praying. Holiness is doing God's will. Holiness is being yourself. And all of these are good, and these are a piece and are constituent of holiness. But as we heard in the gospel today, we are called to perfection. And immediately, because we recognize not only our own shortcomings, but the brokenness of the world, this is confusing and perhaps even impossible for us to conceive. And yet, this is what we are called to. This is what holiness, in, which, in, in what holiness consists. The Catechism, quoting extensively from uh, Lumen Gentium, uh, the dogmatic constitution of the Church from the Second Vatican Council, says this. <coughs> All Christians in any state or walk of life are called to the fullness of Christian life and to the perfection of charity. All are called to holiness. Be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. In order to reach this perfection, the faithful should use strength dealt out to them by Christ's gift, so that doing the will of the Father in everything, they may wholeheartedly devote themselves to the glory of God and to the service of their neighbor. Thus the holiness of the people of God will grow in fruitful abundance, 
as is clearly shown in the history of the church through the lives of so many saints. It continues a little while later, This way of perfection passes by way of the cross. There is no holiness without renunciation and spiritual battle. Spiritual progress entails asceticism and mortification that gradually lead to living in the peace and joy of the Beatitudes. He who climbs never stops going from beginning to beginning through beginnings that have no end. He never stops desiring what he already knows. In other words, to put this as simply as possible, holiness is something toward which we are all called and given the grace to pursue. And the way that we pursue it is through the cross, through challenging ourselves, through denying ourselves, through laying down our life. But also, this is important about the cross, the cross is not just a burden, it is also the bridge, as St. Catherine of Siena refers to it as, or as a ladder that helps us get from where we are to where we need to be. It moves us from one state into another. It helps us to find, as we heard in the catechism there, the joys and the peace of living the Beatitudes. Holiness is not simply that we do something. It's a total becoming. It's a total renewal and reorientation of every aspect of my life. And now you're probably thinking to yourself, this is even worse than when we started. How could I possibly get there? This doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Oh my goodness. I feel like it's just enough to get out of bed in the morning and have a cup of coffee and get to church. And now I'm supposed to be perfect. Oh Lord, what am I to do? But as we heard in the second reading from St. Paul's letter to the first letter to the Corinthians, you are a temple of God. You have been remade and renewed in baptism. You're not trying to become anything other than what God has already claimed you to be in baptism. God dwells in your heart and in your life. God has made himself one with you. And he desires only for that reality to just permeate everything in which you do. Yes, it requires sacrifice. Yes, it's difficult but it's simply becoming what God has already given to us. It's realizing the potential that was laid into our hearts, laid into our very souls, made new, excuse me, in the waters of baptism. We also know in the gospel what that cross looks like. So it's not just like we have to walk through life burdened down by having to follow these rules, but we get a choice in the whole thing. Jesus says in the gospel, you know, you've heard it's an eye for an eye. Lex talionis. This is, in a sense, what the the natural law of justice is. You take my eye, I get yours. And Jesus is saying, no, no, no. For us, for you, to be one with God is to strive not just for justice, to settle there, but to give mercy. To recognize the needs of the poor and to give from your very own need. To go above and beyond, to always take the high road. When you're met with scorn and derision, to answer with love, compassion, and generosity. When you're met or when you're hurt and you're desiring to hurt somebody else, no, no, no. It's to love the other person, to will their good, to pray for them, even to serve them if need be. We're called to this perfection because it's the realization of who we are in God, and God is always calling us 
to take that higher road, to share the good news, to be with those who are hurting and poor, to find ourselves by losing ourselves. <coughs> In his writings, Pope Benedict identified three tasks, three basic tasks of the church. Worship of God, evangelization, and service of the poor. In the life of the church, this is totally and makes perfect sense. But they have to balance with each other. We can't just be all about the service of the poor because then we're what, what makes us different than an NGO or something along those lines. We can't, though, just be all about evangelization. We can't just be all about worship. It has to work together. We come to worship so that we can go forward and share the good news and serve the poor. We serve the poor because of our worship and because we know the Lord and we desire in some way, shape, or form, maybe not through deliberate evangelization, but just by loving the people in front of us, we can share the good news of Jesus. We evangelize because our hearts and lives have been so changed by worship and service that we desire others to know that as well. There's this balance, there's this ebb and flow. We all have our natural gifts, but we find it in recognizing and losing ourselves in the whole, in the totality. And this is what holiness is for us, not just for the church, but for us individually, of finding ourselves in that simple dynamic, love, worship of God, service of the poor, evangelization. We find ourselves by losing ourselves. We become great by becoming small. We recognize and find who we truly are and make the world a better place, not through making myself number one, but by putting everything before myself. <clears throat> At the end of our life, the Lord isn't going to sit there with a ledger book, and he's not going to sit there and check off and say, okay, the check marks balance out or equal to or greater than the minus marks. He's going to look in our hearts and he's going to see if we are holy. If in everything we did, everything we thought, everything that our life consisted, we magnified God. It starts here, but it is manifested out in the world. Jesus came into the world so that we might be holy and make the world a better place, a place of love, a place of justice, a place of peace, a place of mercy, a place where everyone is known and loved. It starts with Lent in a few days so that we can become holy, so that we can make the world a better place. Friends, it always starts right here and right now. We're called to the highest standard, but we're being led there by God himself. Hand in hand, arm in arm, let's walk together. Let's be holy and let's make the world a better place in the image of Jesus Christ.